Hey, Pronouncers, Bruce from Printavo. We've got a very special episode today. But first, if you don't use Printavo, check us out. We help you organize and grow your shop. We're based in Chicago and help thousands of shops be able to run their business. Okay, jumping in, we've got today with Steven out of Campus Inc. He's down in Champaign today. And we've got a very special guest, Max from Family Industries. <laughs> What's, What's up, up guys? Max? How's it going? Uh, for everyone that's been tracking our progress at making a podcast, uh, Max, this is our third attempt to record it on the second app today. So even though Bruce is a software guy, if you guys have any feedback for how to record a podcast with audio and video at the same time, uh, Bruce at Printabo.com. But uh, Max, um, a lot of you guys, a lot of a lot of shops know Family Industries. A lot of shops that want to get into live printing are like, oh man, we want to be like Max. Max, give everyone a rundown of uh, Family Industries, what you guys do, what you're all about. Family Industries started uh, technically as a business 2009. Before that, um, I was working at a marketing agency uh, doing live printing for Toyota all over the country. Met up with Alex, who's my business partner, and we kind of took Family Industries uh, full time once we both lost our jobs. Um, and together, we kind of work and worked and grew the company. Uh, from a two-person operation to, you know, about 30 uh, full-time employees, just really, really pushed our live printing, um, you know, across the country with different agencies and, um, you know, corporations and companies and conferences. And, you know, we also have a full service print facility as well, where we do, you know, merch and swag and, you know, whatever else, you know, the, the screen printing world offers. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've grown it over the years and it's, it's, been, a, it's been a fun ride. So Max, um, let's talk about live printing just so, so you know, um, shops can really understand the caliber of live that you guys do. Can you give us a couple examples of some of your, some of your uh, most notable, notable events that you guys do? A lot of people when they think of live printing, it's like, okay, we're going to go to a street fair and set up a, a small booth and sell a hundred shirts or something like that. Those are really, really good events to meet people. Um, you know, on our side of things, we do some smaller activations like that, but there's also times when we need to print 5,000 shirts in four hours for, you know, something like a Toyota facility opening in Plano, Texas, um, or if we're on site at a convention or conference and, you know, somebody wants to give away, you know, a, you know, three to 5,000 shirts a day. Um, so, you know, bringing multiple screen printing setups, we do a lot of sublimation, um, you know, we kind of offer everything, laser engraving, uh, transfers, embroidery, uh, custom, developed apps so people can design on site. It's, it's kind of like a whole ball of wax, you know? So on site embroidery, you literally bring embroidery machines to the customers venues and stuff. Yeah. So everything's built out in road cases. Um, uh, you know, and, and that kind of comes from the music background and, you know, screen printing is a weird world where it seems like a lot of people who are in the industry played in bands and kind of come from that side of things because, you know, I think people see that that's where you can make money or a living is actually selling the merch to the bands. And I think it's kind of like this weird life cycle where you see that and then you realize, hey, this is a way that you can make a living. So um, I, I think that it's it's funny that you can use some of the stuff you learn playing music, whether it's booking events and, you know, routing a, a tour um, and logistics. And you can kind of take it back to playing music. Just bring like an eight head. <laughs> Out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Um, the real reason that I wanted to have you back, Max, first of all, if you haven't watched Max's How to Get Started in Live Screen Printing, we'll drop a, a link down in the comments so you can be able to watch that because that is really powerful and people love to, to be able to try to learn and waste less time and money messing up. But, I mean, everything has changed in the last six months. And so I was so curious. I mean, we were just texting back and forth on some other stuff, but I was so curious what's happened with you guys and how have you guys been able to navigate? Uh, well, first off, uh, I mean, what was the day? What was the, like, what <laughs> where was you that start? day? <laughs> yeah. What, when, when did you get all those phone calls? Cause I got to assuming, you know, you were sitting so, around with Alex and I mean, we were, we were kind of all here, you know, first off, Bruce had to convince me to give the talk at print hustlers, which was, ended up being a good time. I had a, I had a really fun time, like kind of explaining to everybody, but I was like, why do I want to give away everything, you know, that we've learned, but, I feel like there's a place for other people to come into it. It's not, it's not going to affect what we do. And I kind of had to come around to that fact. That's true. Um, Actually, that was the first year. I don't think you wanted to, to do it. This was the second year that you were like, okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, and if, shops, house, you know? if shops stock family industries and they see the live activations that you do, it's like a whole, exp I mean, you guys were going to do like 300, Olympics. 400 a year. Were or you something? guys going to the Olympics or something? Yeah, there was something in the talks for that and, you know, everything just so I mean, yeah, this is we, no small potatoes. <laughs> you know, we we felt kind of a shift um, with companies here and there kind of going like in, in February, um, late February saying, you know, hey, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, the event's still on for now, but let's like keep an eye out. Right. So like we were in the midst of a couple of things and then slowly but surely you started to see like just one thing coming after, Hey, we're going to cancel it. We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to move to summer music festivals canceling. That was, I think the first straw, the NBA. Um, that was another thing. I think when everybody started to realize that things were going to kind of like just completely go under, we had one last event with, uh, a liquor company and we were out. I mean, we were at like four different locations, um, doing it in like mid to late March and we were surprised it still went on. Um, but that they were like, we've had too much budget, you know, basically into this, we need to get this done. We're going to, you know, social distance and whatever we can at these events. But I feel like everybody really felt it when you guys had, uh, the podcast, when we were all on it together, I think that was kind of like the first inkling that a lot of the other shops are feeling the same way. Hey, we're going to have to figure out a way forward here. And, um, you know, I, I feel like that was kind of like the moment where everybody took a step back and had to figure out, you know, what to do, um, you know. And masks weren't a thing there yet. So nobody sure. had masks to fall back on. And, you know, it was just a weird, weird time. I mean, how did you talk to the team then? Because, you, I mean, you guys are very large. <clears throat> I mean, you position yourself not really a screen printing shop at all, right? It, it's more of like an agency. That yeah, you... yeah more like a merch, customization merch agency. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll kind of take the jobs, whether it's cut and sew. Um, or if somebody needs handholding to get a lot of different things done, um, you know, it's not a promo, a promo company because that's a completely different thing. But the, the way that we can combine the on-site stuff with the in-house stuff, we're able to kind of um, offer a unique angle um, compared to just, you know, screen printing shirts. It was hard to sit everybody down. Um, we kept some of our core staff on. Um, we had to lower hours, of course. Um, and this was before the PPP loan came through or there was anything about that. And we let a couple of people go preemptively, just knowing that, you know, salaries and, uh, you know, payroll is a way to kind of cut budget to stay within parameters. 
um, you know, kind of looked at our accounts and, and said, okay, if we're, if we're where we are right now and we can break even, we can, we can last a long, long time, but you know, we don't want to overspend it and lose money per month. If that makes sense, especially since we had a new building and, and all this stuff happened like at the same time. Um, but you know, everybody understood and it was, you know, just kind of taking everybody one by one and telling them the situation and saying, Hey, we want to bring you back. Um, and fortunately now everybody who is in our shop, who is a full-time employee is back here. That's awesome. Yeah. And for shops that don't follow you yet, follow family industries on Instagram, probably one of the coolest print shop I have yet, yet to visit in person. Bruce, did you go visit the new shop? I had to do some construction stuff for them. So, <laughs> um, so you did some private coding. Is that what you do? You code on the side for shop? No, I'm just kidding. We did a little uh, bit Max, of a video that's there, but Max, yeah. you built literally your dream shop and it, didn't you guys were you moving in in February? Or it's March? not even like, a shop though, right? What, I mean, it's, I mean, it looks like an, I mean, it's, it's a shop, you know, a lot of people probably would want more space, you know, and, and we just don't need it. Like we don't, we have our space and where we are. So we designed it to what we needed. Um, you know, we've, we've got two autos here. Um, you know, our tagger press, um, we built a, a really, really great fulfillment station, uh, shipping, receiving, and then a, a nice big area for, uh, our live gear. Um, and everything is built upwards. So, um, you know, we can go store everything that we need to store, bring it down, put it back up. And when things are coming in, a, a nice check-in system. And we epoxied all the floors because that was one of the things that really drove us nuts at our other spot is that everything was just so messy and so dirty. Um, and, you know, as a, as a young screen printing shop, when you're kind of starting the business, you're not really aware of like the pileup of stuff that kind of happens at a space. So the thing that we're really like happy about at the new space is being able to keep it clean and kind of like start fresh and really just drive that home. It's like, you know, it's your space too. We, you know, you guys probably want to work in a clean space. You don't want to get tagged with the ink anytime you walk by something. Um, so that was really nice. And then, um, you know, again, like you said, because we work like an agency, we wanted to have a nice office space that we can bring, you know, our customers and clients into um, and not be embarrassed of having people use our bathroom because um, we'd have clients come in and it was just, it, I mean, the bathrooms are bad, but you know, it, we, we had a good run at the other spot. I used the old bathroom. Oh, that was fine. What you think? You thought it was okay? I mean, I wouldn't do it again, but I, I <laughs> <laughs> we always, we always joke. It was like, you get like somebody who's ordering like, you know, 48 shirts and they come to pick it up and they're looking through the showroom. Like, Oh, can we go use the bathroom? And they go in and then like, never want to come back just because it's like the showroom was cool. It had a good the vibe, but, you go awesome. in there and, but it was you know, great. Um, it's, it's one we, we're keeping that space. That's our fulfillment space now. So we're, we still have the old space, but it's not like our, um, our day-to-day -day operations are not over there. What does that so, mean for, for you guys on the fulfillment side? Like, what are you guys doing? Were you guys doing that before too? Um, we were, but it's definitely grown. We used to do a little bit more of the print on demand thing. And we just, we had to, we can't scale it up to where we want it to be right now to make print on demand work. Um, there's so much backend with, you know, uh, software and, and different things that you have to get into place, um, that I, we just weren't ready to make that investment quite yet into it. Um, so we've, we've moved it into more, um, pick and pack fulfillment, which has been really, really good for our clients. Um, and a lot of people have like been into that, that option specifically. Um, and I feel like the print on demand stuff, there's a lot of companies who do it right now that are doing it, you know, well, obviously you get a couple of them who are, you know, three to four weeks out and, you know, we'll help here and there, but just the pick and pack stuff's been great because it's much, much easier to print or run. 
and then just send it out as, as people order. Yeah. So Max, like when that day hit, I mean, you're a company that thrives on live events, like never in a million years did you see this coming. Walk us through like, uh, you know, you, you know, Alex, like what did you guys do? Was it like, we have to start looking at our balance sheets? Was it like, because like, I don't know, you guys went from sky high to like staring your business in the face and being like, what's going to, I mean, I don't want to like, yeah, felt um, that day, but like you've now completely pivoted. Talk, talk to us about like when that started and then uh, did you have to go to therapy? Are you okay? Like, <laughs> I felt for you too. Cause you guys had huge events coming up. Yeah. You know, January of this year, we had one of the craziest months we've had as a business and January is usually not like a slow month for us, but it was, it was really, really big. Um, so we were like, we came off of January and like this year is going to be absolutely crazy if this continues and everybody, we're still getting tons of inquiries. We had been thinking about the kind of like the virtual customization, um, for a while. And, um, that didn't really come into play right away. Um, you know, as to what we were going to offer, but it took a while to kind of get everything switched over from our app based system into like the virtual event side of things and like completely retooling what we do and trying to get that out to our clients. And it wasn't right away that people jumped into it because like, again, when this first started, people were told, Hey, this is going to be two weeks. It's going to be four weeks. It's going to be eight weeks. And then, you know, Hey, it's going to be another two weeks. It's going to be another two weeks. So here we are, all of us thinking that, Hey, this might've been over in two months. I remember we had talked before did you guys think that it was going to be as long as it has been right now? Or, you know, are we, are we thinking like, Hey, it was going to be over in June. Like some people said, or like, I, I mean, there's, there's no real like clear answer to, you know, how we kind of started this off. So yeah, we kind of just sat down and just said, let's move into the new space and then we'll kind of play it out from there and see what we can do. So we moved everything over um, and, you know, kind of got a fresh start and we we're able to kind of like clear our heads a little bit getting over here. You've done some of these virtual events now. I mean, I saw the one with Amazon, it looked like, and some others that you were playing with. How did that come to be? Was it you guys pitching them? We kind of got in contact with a lot of our you know, clients and said, like, look, I know that you cannot do this anymore, like on site. But if you guys need something to still send out to your virtual event attendees, uh, this is something that can get them you know, still close to the action, um, you know, and give them something free. Um, so, you know, for somebody like Amazon, they have a huge presence at Comic-Con every year. They're the main sponsor of Comic-Con at home in San Diego. So when they lose out on being able to be directly in front of so many people at a time, they had to figure out a way to get around it. And we, like I said, had put out a newsletter, I think it was late March saying, hey, we are doing virtual event customization. That didn't come around again, um, the client that we work with until, you know, late June. And they got in contact and said, hey, we're ready to do this. We're going to mm -hmm. test it out with um, uh, our uh, uh, Pride, uh, Amazon Pride um, activations first. And those were a little bit smaller. And then once that went went well, they switched it over to do the Comic-Con one. And that was all sublimation. And there was over 10,000 unique shirts all sublimated that we did in-house. Pretty crazy undertaking, you know, when you're doing it in-house and you got a, a bag and fold and send them out internationally um, to different people. Uh, and, you know, it, it took it took a while, but we got it done. Um, you know, the team here has been absolutely incredible. Um, just, you know, knowing that this is like kind of like 
staring us straight ahead. You know, just that it, it has been a rough year for, for a lot of people, you know, whether it's not being able to come into work because they have daycare situations with their kids or, you know, being scared of getting sick or having people get sick or knowing people, family members who have passed away. Just like, it's been, it's just been tough. So the virtual thing kind of, you put, you put it out there and the clients started getting in contact with us saying, Hey, look, these events aren't happening. We want it to happen. Sure. That's awesome. Steven, you've done a ton of uh, bagging and fulfillment constantly. Yeah. I, we were just talking about it the other day. It's like, we're not just a t-shirt printing company anymore. Like Max, I mean, you guys obviously pivoted from that a long time ago, but like our screen printing presses are not moving as quick as they were, but our bag tag fulfillment, we're literally putting confetti in boxes. We did a virtual graduation. I think it goes to show like the companies out there that don't think of themselves as just a t-shirt printer, but like an event or a solution for your clients, like we're going to fit whatever niche they want. If they want us to put confetti in boxes, we will. Uh, and there's a price for confetti. Yeah. It's not as lucrative as, as whatever, but I think for, for people in our industry, they're learning like what the art of a real pivot is um, and a forced pivot. But I, I think, you know, at first our printing industry was really in shock, but the more shops I talk to, like, I feel like people are figuring it out a little bit. Bruce, from your standpoint, you've talked to a lot of shops what else have you heard of like shops doing? We did virtual graduation. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I think you nailed it on the head. And maybe this is something that Max, it just sounds like you've just been so passionate about it. So you just naturally been in it a while. But the guys who are really vertically integrating their business to, to truly figure out, I mean, this, this whole event pushed everybody that if they really want to survive and grow more, they have to be more of a solution to ask and get deeper into solving their customers' needs better. And before it was so easy for anybody to, to be able to buy a press, right, and print shirts, and then, yeah, you need shirts, okay, cool, here's shirts, right? But like, you, you know, you're talking about taking it to the next level, right, with all the different types of live activity. I mean, think about even embroidery on site. To be honest, I still can't picture it. But, <laughs> but I mean, like that is salt. That's truly solving in California weather. Yeah. But like the, the, the confetti for the virtual graduation, right? It's like, how do we help you? Okay. So it sounds like you guys want to create community with your, your students graduating. Okay. Here's, here's some ideas that we can help put together. Right. Here's the shirts, the water bottles, the confetti, all the custom box, blah, blah, blah. It's 100% solution. Max, is there ever situations where like some of your activations, whether virtual or not, they're not even your products or are you guys mostly producing or fulfilling everything that's yours? There's been one where they supplied the item and we're just, we built out the, the app so that people can custom, or, like get them and take them uh, or send them out. Um, and that's been fine, you know, and, and it works out. Like we can still charge the premium for, Hey, we're taking everything, shipping it to your customers and whatever it may be. For the most part though, it's it's in-house. Um, you know, we've been doing different kind of customizations, whether it's like the drag and drop app where it's 100% like The Boys or um, some of the other ones we've done. Um, the Boys is the Amazon TV show, but just not just saying The Boys. Uh, so they can, drag, they can drag and drop the different designs. And that was, that was the one that where they're all unique, depending upon how the person wanted to design it. We've also done some that are just static designs. So they can just kind of click through a couple of different ones. Um, and the advantage to that for us is that it's similar to a screen printing shop order. So they're like, hey, we're going to have a thousand people come through. 
Um, we're going to cut off the orders at this date, at this time. Um, we get all the orders in house, and then we can basically just print those up like a like a typical screen printing run um, and divide it, knowing that we have, you know, a certain amount of smalls, medium, large, extra large, and then you basically bag them up and ship them out. And it's a little bit faster that way too, obviously. Yeah. So, do you, um, do you feel like Max they your customers, your clientele are less worried about cost and budgets because you're just serving this need that no one else is doing? I think so. And I also think that a lot of people at this point kind of have a budget to spend. I know it sounds weird, but they haven't spent budget this year. Like normally like a sponsor for a music festival would be at, you know, six music festivals and they just don't have that money going anywhere or it's not allocated anywhere. So how do they, how do they get around that? They have to put their money into digital. And, you know, a, a lot of the actual agencies that we work with, um, we're trying to pivot to be a digital agency. So that's a tough ask for an on-site physical agency that's putting on these huge events, these experiential weird, you know, marketing events that like take everybody, everybody's like, you know, imagination by storm. Now those, those companies are trying to go digital, but there's already all these other digital companies. So I feel like a lot of these companies who are trying to do that kind of got cut and they were trying to make the pivot too. same as, same as our industry. Mm. So we're trying to fit that middle ground to help, those agencies that may not have the digital expertise that we can kind of come in and be that like link so that they can pitch their old clients or their, their current clients. Hey, we can still do the same things we did before. We can still reach our audience and you don't have to use this other agency. That's, that's fully digital. Like we can be a part of the team still. So it's a weird world. I mean, there's fires all over the place here right now. It's just like, yeah. it feels super. It's like a dystopian, a dystopian world at this point to me this year. So. It's yeah. interesting. You know, you, it, you've invested a lot in this, Max. I mean, you were talking about or have hired, right, teams to manage the, the software builds for those activations, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- who, who, who are you looking at? Like, how do you go about that? Uh, I mean, that's a big investment. As a software company, I understand, you know, that, that piece – you know, it's it's just like one of those things where we've got the infrastructure in place, the way that the app itself works, we have that back end that's that's really the powerful part of the whole entire process is the back end moderation so that we can build these apps. It's basically mm-hmm. what we've built out is basically an app that builds other apps. You know, so we're able to just get these things out. Um, now that it's digital and you're allowing all these people to go on there's things we didn't have to think about before. Like if you need to have somebody design on an iPhone and iPad, um, you know, or a laptop or a desktop, you have to resize everything to fit these different size screens. And that's really, really hard to have uh, drag and drop design apps on all of these different screens. So there's mm-hmm. a lot more that goes into that thinking. Uh, and we're still learning on our end that that's not as easy uh, set as done. You know, it's, 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 challenging but you know as we go we're we're learning more and more about it and kind of how to you know um hone in our operations on our side yeah if it's online too are you still planning on offering these online activations alongside of light of events when when those are a thing again like two different offerings right so you've got the online side that you're yeah so like still or the rollback or? into when when events come back I, I see a, a place for it, and uh, yeah, the, the place that I can see where it lives is actually 
for companies or conferences or booths who don't have enough budget to send staff out to customize on site, they can just simply put up a tablet in their booth and show a couple of the design options, um, or it could be in the hotel lobby somewhere or whatever it may be. Like they can offer this as an option to send out to their, to their customers or the attendees and say, Hey, look, design it here. You'll get it. I'll get a package you know, in your, um, in your mailbox in two weeks or something like that. So there, wow. I, th I think there's still going to be a place for it. And I think it's going to be more of like, Hey, we can do this for less budget if you can't afford to send this out. Wow. Max, you being like on the forefront of these events, some on the national circuit, have you started to talk to these event directors about next year or are they not even thinking that far in advance right now? Uh, so that you guys can start to prep for them or cause I know like right now we're, rebounding off of everything that's happening and making the best out of these situations. But when the new year comes, are you starting to forecast? Are, are you going to use the same model that you're doing right now? Hazmat suits. Hazmat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you started I mean, to think look, that far in advance or one day? We, at a time? we have a couple, there's a couple of people who are saying, Hey, we're, we're pushing our regular February event till May. And people are still saying we're not going to, they're not committing to anything until May as, as the students we've heard of anybody saying there's anything going on. I think it's going to be a state by state basis too. You know, um, it, it depends on how everything looks in the winter. I think it's going to be where are people, you know, how, how comfortable are people going out? Um, what do states allow in terms of event sizes? Um, and I can kind of see that smaller gatherings may be the, the norm for the foreseeable future. So you may get less budget to go out to the events, but you can still do them. We're still kind of focusing on expanding our virtual side of things. Um, and then we're also completely redesigning uh, our app as well. So that by the time we're, we're back on site, we have this brand new, uh, completely new app to offer to everybody. That's awesome. You've also got that beautiful new building Steven was mentioning too before and, and got that set up. I mean, what what was the inspiration for how it's set up to be able to help you guys as a company and your your team? You know, we had looked for a long time. We've kind of been we've kind of been guided and, you know, just talked to a lot of people and everybody always says, because we're in Los Angeles, buy real estate. You know, just invest that because you can set up another LLC. It's a way for, you know, help you tax write off. It's a retirement fund in the future when you go to sell it, um, you know, or keep it, what, keep it for rent to, to charge people down the line when the company maybe, you know, you sell the company, whatever it may be. You know, we just were kind of in the mindset of building something that we thought would be the right space for us. Um, and that was, we're always in an open office. So we still have like an open office space with a couple, you know, smaller spaces, um, the room booth that we talked about with you, Bruce, that you mm -hmm. might need to get for your office. <laughs> um, so if we need people to get away, there's the conference room right here where you're looking at two palm trees. Does it look like two palm trees are back there? It does look like, is that real? Or is that a... One of them is real and one of them is a 5G tower. So we have that right behind us in, <laughs> in uh, Los Angeles. Um, and we looked in a specific area uh, because if you're in LA and you have to drive more than 15 minutes to your job, you're going to want to kill yourself. Um, really? I don't know that... if that's a, a legit statement or not, but traffic will drive you insane in the city, especially if you're doing it over and over sure. again. Um, so we looked for a location that was close to both Alex and myself, and we found a spot that was in the middle. But Printabo's given out Teslas these days, we've heard. So now that's what Max is doing. 
That's oh okay. You're going on a Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Moore has a campaign on Barrel Maker. I think Printavo's just giving out Teslas. So <laughs> Justin's uh, ready for his uh, Model Three and, and give him a referral <laughs> code. So. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, man, man, that, space is, that space is unbelievable. I, I mean, I, I just think that when you have something that's that over the top nice for somebody that maybe not used to that level, it also brings in such a great feeling of, of being a part of the company too. I, I mean, did you see people or are they starting to come back into the space and work that, that don't have to be in the production side? I think people enjoy coming over here a little bit more. Uh, there's plenty of parking. It's in a better area than we were before. Our clientele is closer to, to the space, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think light was a big thing. And I, I read a lot about that, you know, and Alex and I talked about it was natural light is like one of the best things for an office space. It's not even like having your own office or, you know, the, I, I don't know. There's just like things that make you the happiest. And natural light was one of the, the biggest things that we kind of looked over you know what's funny max we were actually just talking about in a previous podcast um lease versus buying your building and you just gave all the reasons of buying well at least for la which is super interesting to hear as you know it seems like you were at the right time though too right because maybe younger on you, you didn't necessarily know the sizing or requirements or things you needed right yeah and then and then there's also like steven you got you you bought too right you have your you have a building yep mm-hmm Except uh, half our building has no windows, so it's not great on that side of things. Well, it's we okay. That's production space. When you have a business at the end of the year, um, you kind of have to put your money in certain places to help alleviate some of the taxes. And I think that with the way that you can – real estate will help you with lessening like a tax burden, if that makes sense. Um, especially in a place like LA where you get taxed for every single thing possible. It helps to have your own building. You're not paying a landlord. Um, you're lessening your tax burden. And it kind of just made sense for us at the time to be able to put the money into the building versus, you know, more equipment or whatever it may be. Uh, because I feel like, you know, I've heard other shops talk about this too. Like we don't really have like much desire to grow past a lot where we are right now. Um, I don't really foresee always getting bigger as a better thing. Like if you find a comfortable place, you want to be pushing outside of those walls a little bit, but it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be like the biggest company or make the most money or whatever it may be. Like if you find a good space to be, um, I think that's where it's, it's more comfortable. Um, and you know, if you're making a nice living with while doing what you're doing, I think that makes sense. Sure. I think Max, it's pretty cool to see you guys, um, just, being able to transition so quickly, but like you're handling it. I mean, just the way you're handling it and being super calm about it and realizing, you know, we're going to get through it. We're going to pivot until we get live back. We're not going to grow beyond our means, have enough space for our people to be happy. Like, it seems like you're, you're kind of at the point where like you're trying to create a good, comfortable business and still grow and push the envelope. But I think that's pretty awesome. I think uh, shop owners can see that just like that mental toughness is something I want to strive to be eventually, hopefully. So that's awesome, man. You need windows first in your place. I need it, windows. I mean, it's yeah. weird, you know, like I said, we have, our, <laughs> we have a, we have a really, a really, really good team. The sales team over here has been just absolutely doing such a good job um, working with some of the clients that we're working with and, and pushing, you know, the 
upselling different items and putting together, like you said, Stephen, like putting together full boxes and packages, you know, whether it's like embroidered jean jackets and mugs and a confetti cannon. And then, uh, you know, whether it's like, I don't know, there's just so much stuff that are, that you can do beyond a shirt, like you're saying, and that screen printing is one, one facet of it. But I think if you're able to offer a little bit more, people are going to appreciate that. And then they're going to be willing to pay that premium price saying, okay, it's okay that your shirt's a little bit more expensive than the guy down the street. You're going to do all this other stuff for me mm -hmm. too. Um, so let's package it together. 100%. That's awesome, Max. Yeah, I really appreciate being able to join us today. I mean, I mean, when you watching that transition has been fascinating as uh, it was very, very sudden, but um, pumped to be able to see it through the rest of this year and, of course, next year. Thanks, thanks for having me. It was good to uh, chat with you guys as always. And well, uh, hopefully, hopefully everybody has a good... Hopefully see you in Long Beach or something. Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks so much for being able to join us, Max. This has been awesome. This is Bruce from Printavo. We've got Stephen Ferrer, our co-host from Campus Inc., and our special guest, Max Hellman, out of Los Angeles, Family Industries. If you haven't followed them, definitely check them out, like Stephen said, over on Instagram, um, because that building, I mean, that building is beautiful. I, I'll mask up. I'm going to check out that, that phone booth. Bruce just wants to skateboard right through your shop. Could skate, and I would even say if I mopped the floor a little bit, you could eat off the floors here. Not at a roll shop, but I think we could we could like sit down and have like something off the floor here. Yeah, uh, maybe, I'm taking you up on that. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Max. We appreciate it. <laughs> Take it easy. All right, I appreciate it.